I'm Emiliano, and I'm from Palm Desert. Hello, I'm Christian, and I'm from Thurmond. Hey, I'm Cindy, and I'm from Mecca. Okay, so for the first part of this podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about growing up. We're going to be talking just about, like, our experiences, where we're from, and if that, like, formed anything, like, about us. So... Let me ask you a question, okay? Okay. How was it growing up in Palm Desert? Okay, so growing up in Palm Desert is weird because I like to call it an old people town because it's true. Like, no hate to the people who live here, but it kind of is, like, giving old people because a lot of people come here for retirement. So growing up, it was weird walking around town because... Because, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of kids. Well, there's kids my age, obviously. But I feel like there was a lot of old people. But, like, overall, like, it was good. Because, like, when I went to school, like, there was a bunch of Mexicans. So, like, I was fine. Like, I like I, I had my friends and they were Mexican. And, like, everything was good growing up. Like, growing up in Palm Desert, I didn't really notice, like, the white people. Like, until, like, not to be rude. But I didn't notice, like, the white people until I got to middle school. Because that's when, like, I saw, like, all, like, different types of people. And I feel like that's when I started to, like, not realize. Because, obviously, I know, like, there was white people in the world. But, like what I mean is like I guess like how much there were in Palm Desert and that's when I realized like I was like oh shoot like maybe I'm different wait I had a question so since you like realized that you were like surrounded by white people did you ever feel like excluded excluded yeah from it so for me like I said I had a good friend group like it was like a it was like Mexican kids like Filipino kids like that like those were the people I was friends with and like I feel like in sixth grade that was like 2016 so that's when like Trump and like Hillary Clinton were like in the election and I just remember it was like a lot of people who were like build the wall a lot of people who are like deport people like it was like pro-trump yeah yeah, very pro-trump people that i went to school with so like for me it wasn't necessarily feeling excluded it was more so like annoyed that i had to deal with like annoying people like that because they would have like assumptions about me like they would either think i wasn't smart or like my like english wasn't my first language it was just a lot of stuff that they would like think about me because i was mexican and then it's just like and like i said it wasn't every white person but it was like now i could see like there was two types of white people like the type Mm. of white people who like were chill or whatever and then the type of white people who were like low-key like hated me like racist yes <laughs> that's crazy because since so i grew up in thermal so it's like so like uh-huh. so i come from like a low-income family so i didn't experience what you experienced i experienced the opposite like mm-hmm. i was surrounded with poor mexicans like darker skin tones not like there was it was really rare seeing a white person in our school yeah. and it was like different in a way because like i feel like you have a different whole perspective of your like childhood and like from mine it's like in a way that I feel like it was hard for you to deal with it like all uh, like all those things for me, it's a whole different experience from both of you because I grew up in Mecca. The community in Mecca is mostly Mexicans. I'm Salvadorian. My family's from El Salvador, so I never got to have a good idea of what being Salvadorian is, especially in a community filled with Mexicans. So normally when I talk Spanish, I don't talk in an accent like normal Salvadorians do. I talk in like more like mixture of like, you know, Mexican slang with um, just Spanish, normal Spanish. Growing up, I had a hard time like connecting with people because I didn't just go to school and was like oh yeah like what you eat for Thanksgiving oh yeah pan con pollo and they would be like what's that and I'd be like oh just you know like a bolillo and they'd be like oh like a torta and I was like oh no yeah and then when like talking about like 
we have this most loved bread in El Salvador and it's called a quesadilla. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whenever I would like talk about it, they'd be like, oh, like a quesadilla, like Mexicans quesadillas. And I was like, no, girl, I <laughs> eat this with coffee. <laughs> and, they're like, yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, that's nasty. And I was like, no, it's a bread. It's a coffee bread. So I never like had that representation yeah. that I wish I did. But, you know, with time, everything like develops and you get used to it. And so it's like, but being in a school with white people I could only imagine because like Christian said it's like the rarest thing to have seen a white person go like to school with you it's Uh like what I remember like in high school there was like a white guy I don't even yeah I had like a little crush on him I feel like since that day I knew that white people were for me (laughs) I swear like he was no. like I used to he was I used to think he was so attractive not me because he was because wh- <laughs> like I said like my type is really like white guy uh-huh. so like for me to see a white guy in like a Mexican school uh-huh. it was like damn like that. Like I had hope yeah. But I never talked to him Era I inocente Yeah like, he, he was, was very like, innocent uh, Yeah And he was also really shy Callado yes, Timido uh-huh. But super smart Like extremely No smart, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember I only talked to him like twice Really? But I, like yeah, but like dude, when I talked to him, like mariposas in the stomach no for way. sure. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's the moment I knew that white guys were for me. Yeah, to it's because to be honest, he was like curiosito, like yeah. tenía su like curiosity to him, like he was interesting. But, but that's was, just because he was the only white. Kid. But he was also like kind of weird in a way. No, yeah, he was weird. Like weird, like, like he was like very like solo. Mm. But I feel like he had like a hard time communicating with us because mm-hmm. he only knew um English, no? Yeah, only English. Vice versa. And it's like like a different world for him. I yeah. bet. Like I can yeah. only bet. Crazy. How was the white people that you okay, <laughs> you okay, interacted so with? Me in high school, I felt more like um I don't know because it was a good mix of people in high school. Like I feel like there was very much like both Mexicans, white people, Asian people, but it was just like a good mix of like a general population, I guess. But like the white people, like kind of like ran the school like i don't know how to say it without sounding weird but like like mean girls yeah it's kind of like that because like you know like for the football games like they were the ones who were like in control of the thing and it's like we did have like a mexican like class president but like she was super like not i don't want to say like she was super white because that sounds rude too but like i just i guess it's like very whitewashed yeah i guess you could Mm. say that but i also don't want to like take away from her mexican like roots uh but you get what i'm saying it's not the sense that like oh like she wasn't too mexican no it's not that it's just like she was just like very whitewashed washed in that sense but mm. also like she did know she was mexican it's not like she completely ignored that but my point is it's like white people were like pretty much like the ones who made the school if that makes <laughs> sense like every football game yeah. like they were the ones who did it like they it was football games they went crazy for the football games for like our pep rallies like they went crazy for that and it's like obviously like what the mexicans like didn't really or not like the mexicans but like other people were kind of like did not like the energy yeah and i mean like i didn't either because it's like i mean these were people who like were literally saying like yes trump like trump 2020 like you know like saying all these things back in the sixth grade it's like i don't see them be like oh my god you're gonna be my bestie you're like oh my god i love their energy when i know you said that and i know you like have probably thought about me or like other mexicans in a very negative light yeah. and like when you guys said like you couldn't imagine being in a white school the, the like joke is like there were more mexicans than white people but yet like it somehow felt like the white kids had more of like a voice so like when you guys said that like it made me think because during my like years in high school i would always think i'm like what would happen if i went to like a different school like like one in like india or like mm-hmm. thermal or one like outside of like Palm Desert. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy because our football games suck. Like, no. the football <laughs> players sucked. Like, it's not that I'm throwing shade, but like, now that I'm. Well, 
Well, kinda. They deserve the shade on. No, yeah, cause like it was completely the opposite. Like our school was like very amargados. They yes. didn't have like the personality wise. Like they were so like dry, so like oh like mm. very shy, very like alucines vibe. Yeah, and then also like I don't want to like name drop again, but compare it to like CV. No, yeah. Their energy was so completely different from ours, and they're a mixture of like different races and it's diverse. Yeah. And so comparing that to our school, which was more like you know Mexicans with like a mixture of like Central Americans and stuff. Yeah. It's like where's the energy? No, like, yeah. What we were giving, we were giving nothing. <laughs> there was like no hope. In the like game. no proudness. Yeah. No, oh. We're not proud. <laughs> like if you were like, sh- there was a point where I was like kind of like embarrassed to like say, oh, I'm from DM. Like, yeah. Oh. And then especially I was in the color guard team. Every game I had to go and I had to perform. Oh, it was so embarrassing. Stop. Like just having to sit there knowing the outcome is like Yeah. Oh. It's like I'm wasting my time here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the soccer game, the soccer players Ooh. from DM are the crack. Like I think they went to IF multiple times. Yeah. So it's like I used to gastar my dinero para ir a verlos. Yeah. Cause the football players were not it. Yeah. Even though they were like big bad boys, but like honey <laughs> You're not showing that energy in the exactly. field. Okay, I wanna ask you guys a question. Okay. Yes. How how is your relationship with your parents from being a little kid to now? Like my relationship with my parents is like pretty good. I feel like you know for the most part, like I'm pretty cool with them. I think it's the little things I get annoyed at. Like they don't see me as like a 18 year old. Like they don't really see me as like a grown up. But it's like here I am. Like I'm literally like paying for gas or like if I go out, like I pay for it. I don't really. I it's like I'm dependent on myself with that. But also like I do depend on them for like food and stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the house, the water bill, like. <laughs> yes. that's so I'm like I can't say I'm grown because that's not true but also like there's like certain things that I wish they understood it's like I don't have to say I'm grown but there's also some things that it's like I need like my boundaries for mm-hmm. like yeah. going out and like how long I can be out for because it's like I know that I'm safe and if I'm letting you know I'll be safe like you should be able to trust that do you have curfew? what, what time is your curfew? 10 dude that's like I know that's <laughs> like literally, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. and I've tried like, does it. it go throughout the whole like Saturday and Sunday too? It does Because like I remember My friend was having Her 19th birthday party In the summer And I told my mom Like can I go to this And I had already gone To a grad party before First of all I live in Palm Desert And the party that I first went to was in India, the grad party. Ooh. If you live, you know, like, that's, like, a good 30, 25-minute yeah. drive. My mom told me, she's like, I want you back home by 9. I got off of work at 7. Party had already started at 6, so I had to drive from work, which is way deeper. It's, like, close to Rancho Mirage that way. So it's, like, it was 20, it was, like, 30 minutes to get there, mm-hmm. and then I need to get myself food, so that was, like, an extra five minutes, because I got Chipotle, girl. Like, okay. it's, it's, it's right across work, so I was like, <laughs> let me get Chipotle and save it for later. Drive all the way to India, and I was there, like, 7.30, 7.45, and then my mom's like, okay, just make sure you're home by nine that's not enough time because then it's like i'm there at 7 40 yeah. and then i only have to like so you basically spent your time driving to literally the party. i spent more time manahandle than like actually enjoying the party because then it's like i said i obviously had to leave by like 8 30 to make sure i got home on time so it's like i was there for like less than an hour basically and then i had to drive back and then for the party i went to the next day like i had to be back by 10 and like you guys said like el pieza no empieza so like after 10 so that's why i was like a little annoyed because like girl like i want to go hang out with my friends like, like you need to be back home and it, was, uh, it was summer no like yeah that's what got me too because i was like it's summer like i would get it she said 11 or like okay be it back by 12 but like no like this was summer and she was telling me to come back by like 10 <laughs> dude that's crazy because well my relationship with my parents since i was since i was small like i wasn't like, really like close to them like i don't know like it's because me and my mom like chocamos mucho like we're the same mm-hmm. sign like her literally her birthday is on the 16th of december mine's the 17th oh wow like that's how like los pegamos in todo i feel like it's normal like they don't get 
in my business and they and I don't get there. It's like yeah, it's like if I'm doing like something wrong or like something that they don't like, they'll tell me. Mm-hmm. But like for curfew, I don't think I ever had a curfew like for like twice. That was when I was like really started going out like when I was 15. No, as I see, my parents would never like let me go out until like I was like either 15 or 16. And when I was and I and I would get annoyed because like back then when I used to have like friends, they were going out like at age 13, 14. I was like, why can't I go like yeah. at that age? And they would like be home by midnight. But I mean, nunca me dejaban salir hasta los 15, 16. But girl, cuando yo salía, game over. Cause I was, yo hacía lo mío. Like I they never like really told me to be home by 10, but I would be home by 10. I feel like that was a good like or not early, but not too late. Yeah. And back then, I'm literally gonna be 20 next month. But now that I'm in my last weeks of um my teenage, they don't tell me anything. Like basically, since I turned 18, like I started um pay my bills, like car, my phone, like insurance, like all those mm-hmm. things. But I do depend on them in the house wise. Like yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's a weird stage of being yes. independent, like in a way. But yeah, like I go to festivals, I enjoy my time, and I don't ask them for money because I get my own money. Yeah. But um, it's weird because like even though I feel like I do consider myself as an independent guy, I still being long with them. I have a question. You guys were both raised with two parents or just one? Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> do you feel like you were raised by like your mom or your dad more than? I feel like my mom had more input than my dad because uh-huh. my dad was like more of a I don't care like you do you and no se metía like si me regañaba but like we never had like the father and son bond yeah. neither with my mom but like I feel like our culture is so hard to ex- express our feelings yeah. and it's so hard for them to say I love you or like I'm proud of you like it's girl like just say it yeah because like, I proud <laughs> no because like, one thing I hate about my family is that they don't tell me this but they tell like others that they're so proud of me like yeah. how how like how I'm working how not like managing my school and like I'm still like keeping up with my education but it's like it bothers me to the fact that they don't tell me this like mm-hmm. in person like I would love to hear that from you que me lo diga like communicate yeah, yeah. it's like use you your should, words yeah. I would have been crying but like you know like yes, even though it, it's bonito cuando me lo dicen like así la gente but like it's it's sentir, more special it's more special yeah. cuando te lo dicen tus papás de cara a cara and what about you? So for me, the thing about it is like my dad, w- when I was younger, he would like work till the nighttime. So when I was going to bed, he was coming back from work. So for me, I always felt like I I knew my dad loved me and all that. And I did have like a bond with him. But obviously, like my mom is the one I have more of that bond with because like I spent more time with her than my dad. But like now it's like it's just with my parents. I feel like I do have like a good relationship with them. But I do feel like what Christian said about them, like not saying they're proud. Like I feel like just recently is when they started to say it. But it's like I don't think they understand. Like I wish I would have heard that more when I was younger because now it kind of feels like, okay, like I wish you said that earlier because then I would know Mm -hmm. it like it felt real. Because I mean, I know it's real and I know it's coming from their heart. But it's also like sometimes like I don't think they understand how cool it is like an example like I got accepted into UC Santa Cruz when I was applying to colleges and I was so happy about it and like I told my mom and she was kind of like oh like okay but it's like I it's it's also because like I just don't think she understood like how big a deal yeah yeah, how big of a deal it is to get accepted to colleges because like I go to COD and I know everyone else does too but like there's some people who don't even go to COD like there's some people who literally like go work and that's it or do like the nine month trade school yeah yeah and it's like I'm getting an education and like this is not to diss people who go to trade school or like have a job that's you do you boo like you get you live your (laughs) life get your bag get your bag yeah literally but like for me personally like that was my my goal is education and Mm -hmm. then job so it's just weird for like when I would tell them stuff like that like they would kind of be like oh like okay like that's nice but like it was never it never felt like oh my god like let's that's so great like mm-hmm. let's go out to eat or like i'm so proud of you like no it was just you wish to hear those things dude oh my god when i got accepted to northridge like i told my parents that i was like leaving 
they got so mad because I was leaving. Yes, I was like, ¿por qué te vas a ir si aquí tienes todo? Um, aquí no vas a pagar biles. Si te vas allá, si vas a pagar. Like, they were, like, trying to gaslight me in a way. Mm. But I'm just like, girl. Because I feel like our parents don't think that we're going to fly out no. yeah. that soon. And that's a uh, part of the culture, too. Yeah. Like, they, um, how do you say, like, they, they baby us to the certain point to the, like, not enough emotional, but more as in, like, how do I say it, like, um, I feel like they're more attached than anything. Yeah, more attached to us than we are to them. Yeah, because they expect us to be with their with, like with our fiances, living with yeah. their pr- like. Yeah. At and then they get butthurt once you leave with them. It's like you wished for this. You y- wanted me yeah, to yeah. do yeah. this. <laughs> it's complicated. No, but I was raised by one like one mm-hmm. parent, my mom, and so my mom had to take the role of being the dad and the mom at the same time. So growing up, I feel like she was definitely more like a father figure than a mother figure just recently until now she started turning like more like emotional and more like vulnerable and more mm-hmm. open pues like like you know the stereotypical mother yeah. and so growing up it was more like be here by 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 seven if not i'm gonna lock the door and she would do that to me and then she would make me sleep outside like <laughs> but as like to get me in trouble but then she would open the door obviously and so she was more like assertive like yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to me do this don't don't run around don't go play around and she was like more protective basically yeah, she was more protective uh, yeah extremely and it also especially because um i was born with a heart disease oh. so and i had my surgery and so after that like she was telling me who not to play with where i should go like to be careful don't do this don't do that drink your medicine let's go to the doctor for me okay you make sure to be clear and whatever so she was definitely more assertive and more like she was scared too like yeah no like now growing up i i could see it yeah but then also now that she's more like motherly and she's more open i'm like where were you when i needed you the most like Mm -hmm. it's like that switch up where it's like they start getting more um it's like a whole 360 yeah and they start getting more like lovey so like sometimes she would like say some things now and i'm like Mm, I don't feel the way that you like oh, that yeah. you think I would feel which is sad but then obviously like I'm learning how to like um, un- unwrap and like open up more about like how she's trying to express herself too and so like as a kid I would have wanted her like to you know hug me and tell me like you're like you're so lovely go to school have a great day whatever like she does now but then as a kid she would like like send me on the bus crying like she like wouldn't care i would go to school and she wouldn't care if i was crying or anything but now it's like take care of yourself do this be more like you know and stuff like a 360 and then when you don't do what they expect you to do it's like well what's going on like you know it's like it's so different so you know like especially with her since she had to take like both roles at the same time and having like an older child already that was tough on her and i could like tell because it's now affecting her now like her work style the way she handles herself at home it's just like if she only knew as a young parent how like that would affect her now in the future i feel like she would have done everything different yeah yeah and so like it's upsetting to see her like that i found a way now how to help her personally like when she goes to work i'm like putting everything and I'm like doing everything for her so she like only has to get out the door and get to the car and go to work that's it and so we like I have like my own personal schedule and uh, like everything dev- like revolves around her mm-hmm. since like you guys said like like you can't say that you're grown because you're living under the roof yeah like you know it's their rules not like you're not independent yet and so 
that was a struggle with me too like she didn't want to someone like let me grow up um after covid like i'd go everywhere with her mm-hmm. i like basically i would like if i had the opportunity to sleep in the same bed as her i, I would. would like i was attached <laughs> like you know i would not leave her alone and so i feel like she got used to that and then when i started you know going to college and like doing my own stuff she saw it as like form of independence which for her it was like where where's my kid going like what is she doing yeah. like i need to know you know so it's like that parent that like you know that parent behavior and so yeah so that was like how it was and it's so like different hearing from both of you guys so it's like interesting dude that's crazy because like i work with your mom so it's like yeah and like <laughs> no yeah i work with her mom and um at work she's like very funny like yeah. and like very funny like she jokes around and like she's very like tiene carisma and i like i love being around her but like now hearing this version of your mom it's like so crazy because I never experienced that. Like I said, I, yeah. I it's only been like one year since I know her, and I love her. Like she's really sweet. But like now, like knowing her background, it's like props on her. Like she yeah. deal with it. Like, it's so hard. And then also another a question that I have is like, when you were a child, how did you see your parents? Like compared to like now, do you feel like you understand them more than when you were a child? Okay, so for me, I was always scared of my mom, and it's not even like it's not even like me being scared as in like oh my god, like I don't want to be near her. No, me daba miedo like if I did if I knew if I, I did something wrong, I did not want to see her because I knew she would be like upset, like mm-hmm. I knew she would be pissed. Like one time, I broke a plate by accident. <laughs> I just I did not want to tell her. I didn't. I went in my room the whole day that day. I was so scared, and it was time to eat, and she saw that like a plate was missing and i was like oh my god like this is it like this like i'm going on the street like i'm on the streets for real after this like i'm done and like that's how i saw my mom and like my dad was always like it was kind of like good cop bad cop like my mom would oh i always saw my mom as the bad cop and my dad as the good cop because he would be like oh like it's okay like we'll just do something else like like i don't yell at you like it's okay like you you got this but then like when i grew up it's not like the roles were reversed it's more so that i know that when they made decisions it wasn't just my mom saying it wasn't just my mom it was like my dad too yeah. like one time my brother got his phone taken away and my mom had decided to take his phone away but then my dad had told her like take my phone away too so like she took my phone away and for so long i was pissed because i'm like you took away my phone and she's like but like i'm not the one who changed the password and i'm not the one who did that it was your dad because he like wanted to like punish your brother and i'm like but that's not fair because like that you know what i mean it's like yeah. little things like that i when i grew up i was like okay so it wasn't my mom that i should have been getting mad at and it's not and i'm not saying <laughs> i should have been mad period but like also the person i should have been known at was both of them because mm-hmm. like they were both contributing because they're the parents yeah. yeah but that was just my like change so that's basically the similar thing with him i was always scared of my mom it's because it's different for us boys i feel like nuestra mamá son las que son más protectivas que con nosotros yeah. que nuestros papás because my parents don't care like <laughs> our dads will be like oh like you'll fix it later or something but um, I now that I'm older now that I feel like I have a, like, a good mentality I do understand why they behave a certain way I, when I was younger I feel like they were being so hard with us but like it was too much mm-hmm. like we needed like the loving mm-hmm. figures of parents mm-hmm. but now it's like I do understand them. and I don't no, no les guardo rencor ni nada So it's como que I learn how to like yeah. Let that go It's like okay Like you know like yeah. We all learn from it Like they were young parents too I feel yeah. like they got pregnant with me When they were 17 So they were teens So it's like Yeah like I do understand your point of view And then coming from like 
a Hispanic culture that yeah. especially contributed like a lot. Like, and I especially immigrating to the U.S. Yeah. when they were like yeah. 17. It's like fast paced. No, like, yeah. Everything goes by so fast. And for them to just try to like take that in is so hard. It's like a whole different world, like learning the streets, learning the roads, learn like literally learning uh, everything. Language. Uh-huh. From like the start is so like, wow. But then I feel like being a child and seeing that is like, oh, like obviously you're gonna get mad because it's like unfair and it's like, why well, I'm the kid and I should be able to do this and that. But then when you grow up, you're like, um, <laughs> yeah. Like now I understand, you know, it's a whole different like perspective and view. So yeah. Okay, I wanna talk about another topic. Let's talk about relationship-wise or communication. Ooh, yeah. How do you feel about the lack of energy of while talking to someone? Like, do you get mad or, like, explain yourself? I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's, like... Yeah, so like, dryness or, yeah, like, dryness. not sharing the same energy or the vibe. Yeah. So... So, for me, personally, like, the guys that I've liked and that I've talked to are always the most driest textures. Ugh. And I don't mean it in the sense, like, one-word response. I mean, like... I feel the energy through the phone and I know I'm giving way more energy than I should be because they're not giving back that same energy because it feels like they're uninterested. Like I can tell, so I give up. And I feel like that's annoying because it's like, I get it. You want to let someone down, but also like that hurts you. Like, you know what I mean? That hurts because then you're like, okay, like I'm not, I'm not worth anyone's time then. Because like if that's the energy I'm receiving over like a text, like then I can only imagine how to be like in person. No, dude, that was me too. Like back then, like, Cause I feel like, and through text, I can be a little dry, but like in person, I'm more like, oh, like let's talk, like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like the vibe, you know. But back then, when I was like in this situation for two years, like our conversation wasn't like dry, but it was somewhere dry, mm. and it and, and they would question it, like, do you like actually feel the same way as I do? I was like, do you actually like? I was like, I was questioning, it's like love, like do you like like. Like Emiliano said, like it would question like the worth of like um, and I'm not value your time or what. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I learned from that, and I was like, if you don't give me the same energy back, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. But then they get mad because they, I don't give them like the energy they want. I'm just like, baby, like give me yours and I'll give you mine. And that's it. And then I feel also that's like a part of like the whole communication stuff. Yeah. Because like if you're giving your time to a person and they're not sharing that with you with the same energy, or the same vibe, it's like, mm, like what am I doing? And yeah. then once they get mad about it, it's like, well, you didn't express yourself very well with me. So like, don't get mad at me. Be mad at yourself for not being able to communicate and like show your feelings and express yourself. It's, you know. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's like you on the, our parents hit, like, they come in and come in because, like, I feel like, well, in my situation when I was with the guy, he was, he was, like, estaba viviendo con su papá y su mamá estaba, like, in Washington, solo, basically lo abandonó. So, like, it was very hard for him, like, to express his emotions. And I feel like I was very hard, too, and toxic because we were both toxic. <laughs> so, like, I kind of now, like, Sitting here, I it's like our parents do make a huge impact in like how we treat others or like in a relationship. Because like I feel like if sus papás fueran estado juntos, he would have been more communicated no. or like more like lovely. Mm-hmm. But he was so like I was feel like it was like sentía como que si yo lo estaba forzando. Mm. Pero él hacía las cosas que le nacían. Y like I would appreciate that, but like it's now it's like oh like your parents they kind of impacted you in a bad way in mm-hmm. a way that you don't know how to communicate, yeah. which is sad, like, to be honest. 
CLD Roadrunner Radio, your music, your voice, your station. So unfortunately, we ran out of time, but thank you so much for joining us today. Por la próxima. Regresen con su café caliente, con su café frío, su té, su horchata, o lo que sea que quieren tomar o comer. Y vengan a escucharlos, a chismear el próximo o la próxima vez cuando los miremos. Uh, I do want to say that was really fun. I feel like we got to talk a ¿Ya lot. ¿Ya acabamos? De la podcast de Las, Las Tres, Tres Amigas. Amigas. Bye. Bye.